again, um, just thank you so much, guys, for being willing to, um, to just share a little bit with us this morning. Um, just firstly, give us a little bit of the context um, of your life and where you're at in the, the fatherhood kind of journey to, yeah, before we kick into it. Uh, as Phil said, I'm a bit of a rookie. Well, I've been doing it since pretty much COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, we had Grace um, about six weeks before the first lockdown. Yeah. So we had a very warped first experience with our first kid because um, I couldn't work. So had lockdown, pretty much ex- extended parental leave, which was great. Um, and then now we've got Teddy who is five and a half months old. Hey. So yeah, figuring out how to parent without lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new challenge. Yeah, love it. Thanks, Mike. Dave. Uh, I have five <coughs> from the ages of 18 to 24, all still living at home, running me poor. No. Um, <laughs> and I love having them at home and it's the greatest pleasure in my life. Yeah, awesome, Dave. And yep, so uh, I'm 21. I'm uh, the father of three uh, young adults there. <laughs> no, 54. Um, yeah, so we're doing well together. It's uh, quite a rewarding journey at the moment, so... Pretty awesome. And um, Dave, David and Min both uh, had the privilege this week of seeing daughters graduate from university, which is a pretty proud dad moment. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Paul, what about you, mate? Yeah. Um, so I'm um, dad to um, Isaiah and Shanae. So um, Shanae's 17 and Isaiah's 14. And um, they came to us um, as home for life um, foster kids um, in 2016 so I went from um, having zero children on the 24th of uh, 24th of April 2016 to having two on the 25th of April 2016 (laughs) and it's fair to say that was probably the biggest change ever in my life Um, and yeah I mean, getting married was awesome, um, but but <laughs> nice save, Paul. Was, nice save. It, it was really good, but you know, it didn't have the level of shock and change that uh, becoming a parent did. I love it. I love it. Hey, Paul, maybe start off down that end while you've got the mic, man. Um, what are the things? Some of the things you love about being a dad? Um, well, I guess one of my favourite activities is proving to my teenage daughter that you can't die of embarrassment. Now, I don't know about you, Min, but um, I often get the uh, teenage girl eye roll. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess for me, um, the real pleasure is just just comes out and actually just hanging out with um, with the kids. Like, for me... One of the favourite activities of my day is actually just um, driving um, Shanae to the bus exchange each morning, and so we just we just have sort of conversation and sort of there's worship music playing um, on on the stereo, and so we're just kind of getting into our day, and it's it's just a really kind of um, amazing experience um, most days. And um, <laughs> nice disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look. Yeah, don't get any kind of ideas of parental perfectionism from me. Um, It's uh, yeah, and you know, I was just reflecting on it the other the other week. I just kind of you know, spontaneously kind of decided to take Isaiah to sort of the latest Transformers movie, which you know, fair to say, not a lot of intellectual depth to it. But but you know, him and I were just hanging out, just having a really good time, and um, Emma and I have got. Uh, Emma's got a planned trip away with um, 
Sinead to Australia and, um, at the end of um, November. So I'm really looking forward to sort of just some um, boy time um, then. So yeah, it's going to be great. Really cool. What about you, man? You love about so, being a dad. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I've always been one that loves children. And so I said to Dao many times in the past that if she, she would agree, I'll have half a dozen. But, but it didn't work that way. So, <laughs> yeah, there's something about babies. They, uh, they're yeah. odd proportion, body proportion, big cheeks, you know, big eyes and, you know, Man, the you smiles do, You do have face. a reputation as being something of a baby whisperer in the church community. <laughs> if anyone has infants and need them to get to sleep, Min has yeah. a gift. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so big arms and thighs. looks like sumo wrestlers, but yeah, I just love them. Yep. Uh, yeah, the toddler years are really fun for me. Um, you know, it's their first time of learning how to walk and uh, ride a bike. So maybe if I can tell a story about one of the girls, uh, just a short story. I, I, I You're right with that, girls, whoever it's going to be. <laughs> Cue eye roll. Yeah. So the three girls were all born in uh, Wellington. So 15 years ago, we moved down here, but way back, they were born in uh, Wellington, Hanover. Hannah's, Hannah's now is 22, so I remember she was sort of this high, right? I was doing uh, gardening in front, beautiful day, just like today. Uh, our kitchen uh, look out to the road, and up in Johnsonville, Wellington, it's a hilly suburb, right? So doing gardening, and um, Hannah was out riding her tricycle. She was a real extrovert back then, you know, singing along and just riding up and down the cul-de-sac. Uh, and Dal was cooking inside. And next thing I heard, a big yell, you know, Dal yell out. And she came rushing out, and I, I let out a F word. <laughs> Fudge! <laughs> right. Overlooking the road is Hannah. She is uh, about to go down a very steep driveway. If you know Wellington, up in the hill, it's either steep driveway or very steep driveway. All right. So this is one of the steeper driveways. So we rush over there, and here's Hannah. It's too late. Hannah was picking up speed. You know, the driveway is about 30, 40 meters. She was picking up speed, and my heart was pounding like anything, right? but there's not much we can do or could do about it. Ten seconds later, a mighty crash into the garage. But I was so thankful because she, she of course, you know, flung onto the grass, not, not wearing seatbelt. <laughs> flung over to the other side. And I was very thankful because just beyond the garage is a very steep slope heading, heading down, to the, down to the valley. So that day was very memorable, but it wasn't fun. <laughs> I feel like that's a beautiful metaphor for much of parenthood. Yes. Uh. So today's, of course, they are teenagers. Uh, we do enjoy them. And uh, actually, the journey has been challenging, but it's uh, quite rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, man. Dave, what do you love about being a dad? Well, you can... Um, you can see on the picture there, um, the cape. Uh, I've never really seen myself as a hero or as a cape. Uh, I learned fairly early on that it's not all about me as a parent and that it's actually more about the kids. 
I'd like to think I could have played reasonably high-level football, but going out on a Saturday afternoon, I just still get this odd game every now and then, but don't tell anyone. Um, but going out, it's all your time taken up. So instead of wearing a cape, I wore a... Come on. <laughs> My kids are all into sport and they told me not to wear this. I love doing things with my kids, whether it's coaching Levo for 10 years football, uh, canary rep football, whether it's taking kids to sport practices, whether it's joining in, playing. So one year as a family, bar Becky, she was the manager, we all had a canoe polo team. So this is what it is, Team Ward. And um, we did play C grade, we got third. Not out of three, no, out of more teams, <laughs> out of more teams than that. Hey, and, and wasn't it cool that the kids let me, an old codger, they were worried that I'd roll over and not get back up again. Um, but, and that's where I got my fun a lot of my life, enjoying their success. Uh, and there was plenty of it, luckily. Um, and that's where I got my enjoyment. But more, more of recent times, the fun that I've got, the enjoyment that I've got is watching them. Uh, watching them come to church, watching them wanting a Bible study created at church for them, wanting, seeing them going and talking to somebody on the other side of the church who was sitting by themselves, inviting somebody from uni uh, to come to church. Those things as a parent have stepped up my next level of watching and enjoying them as they, I would like to think, potentially partly model what I've shown them, not by necessarily telling them, but them just watching and experiencing. So that's where I get my fun from now. That's great, Dave. Really cool. Mark, uh, what about you, mate? For me, it's um, seeing the kids develop, um, seeing the growth in them, and, yeah, just all the little things. Obviously, at this age, it's not um, big, great things, but seeing Teddy discover his hands and that kind of stuff, it's, yeah, re real cool um, and rewarding to... Um, yeah, see that growth in them and um, knowing that it's going to keep on continuing. Um, and also the reprioritization that having kids gives you. You realize that um, some things in life aren't so important um, and, yeah, what really is important to us. Love that, eh? So um, there are, of course, many challenges that come along with, um, not just with parenthood, but I think any time that we seek to pour our lives into others. It's not all plain sailing. Um, for you guys, we'd love to hear about how your faith helps you navigate the, the many challenges that are a part of that journey. Um, yeah, for me, it's um, when I think of being a good dad, um, outworking it is it, you just go through the fruits of the Spirit, and that's how to be a good dad, to be patient, to be loving, kind, all of those things. That, um, yeah, it's, it's a real easy way to um, realign yourself and um, sh show what you should be doing and <laughs> maybe what you aren't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely, I love it. Where are you, Dave? Um, <clears throat> I struggled with this question just to start off with. Um, but then I thought about what was, what's been the biggest challenge in our life? Um, one of our daughters, when she was eight weeks old, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and as a dad, as a, um, a husband and everything else, that's a fairly big challenge because what, what do you actually do? Do you roll over, blame everything else, throw your cots out of the, you know, 
toys out of the cot, that's it, uh, and get really worried, or do you just rely on your upbringing and on your faith? Luckily for both Becky and I, we've uh, been brought up in, in both strong Christian families. Um, and to me, it never was a question of, why did God do this? This isn't right. This isn't fear. In my mind, it was always just, well, this is what it is. And we trust in God and believe in him and expect great things. Um, we took our daughter to Auckland to see a specialist when she was about, I think, three. Um, she'd had probably about five or six operations on her feet at that stage. And the specialist, in all his wisdom, said, put her in a wheelchair. That's the best you can expect. Um, and again, you could go, oh, they're the expert. They're the specialist. Let's, let's believe them. But we said, dream on. <laughs> Stuff that. Our God is greater than that. And we don't need to bow down to what their um, expertiseness, if that's such a word, is. We believe and we have our faith in God. And I think we've lived our lives always like that. That's not to say we do things perfectly, because I certainly don't. But that's in the background. And when challenges do come, we don't necessarily have to think through them. We just rely on God's faithfulness in the past to get us through whatever the challenge might be. And thanks so much, Dave. That's beautiful. Amen. Right. So for me, um, I've learned from my dad to be uh, a good provider, and I've taken that quite seriously. But uh, since being, becoming a Christian, I think high, highly ranked, more highly ranked than that is uh, the role of an influencer. So especially in today's world where, you know, social media, people post all sort of things up there, some are quite harmless, you know, people um, uh, promote food, fashion and travel and all that stuff is cool, but uh, there are some contents that are actually quite, if you look at it carefully, quite uh, in opposition to God's values. So that's something that I, I was very concerned about when they go through that teenage years. So I watch for uh, sort of teachable moments and where, where, and I listen to them, even listening to their music while they're driving, picking up things that they um, listen to. And I don't say it at the moment, but I give them times to, for me to settle down, most of all, <laughs> first of all. And then the next day I might bring it up or even post something in the toilet, scriptures that they can't <laughs> escape. <laughs> I don't do it now, but uh, I stopped about a year ago. But something that concerned me and I can't, convey it in a way that uh, they would understand best. So I post something in the toilet. <laughs> Why post on Facebook when you can post yeah, on the toilet door, right. eh? So there's a lot of voices out there, so we, we need to, you know, play our part as a dad ju just to put God's voice into their lives. But, yeah, I talked about being a role model, but um, that can only work and be fruitful if I allow Jesus to be yeah. sort of my role, yeah. role model. Great man, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think um, for for me, one one of the verses that sort of really struck out to me was um, in, in Ephesians um, uh, chapter six, verse four, where it says, "Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them; rather, bring them up with discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord." And um, I've really kind of wrestled with this verse because. I came to the realization that sort of um, our children are the people that we have the most control over, um, but in 20 years' time, um, they're going to be able to accurately 
judge our parenting. And so that's, um, so I've kind of had to accept um, that God gives, God does give us that power. And there is, there is a legitimate role for, for, for parental power and discipline. Um, but it's always to be exercised in love and for the flourishing of others. Um, and, and for me, the other verse that sort of often comes to mind is um, Galatians 5.6, which says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And um, I guess one of the things that sort of has been a core reality for me, um, given that sort of our kids came from quite a traumatised background, was just the need to provide a, um atmosphere of love and security and um, and that's been hard at times because our kids have had to work through um, some some of the issues in their life and that hasn't always been um, oh father let me sit down and talk with you about how I'm feeling um, it's often um, expressed in a slightly more raw way than that and um, but I guess I've I've come to the realization that one of the core things I I bring to parenting is just to hold the vision. I've actually had always had a very clear vision of who God sees my children to be, and so um, I've just held on to sort of the fact that sort of um, anything motivated by love will actually have eternal significance. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, you know, the the only, you know, what remains at the end is is love. And so um, you can't love someone unconditionally without there being a positive impact in their lives. And for me, um, the only issue is is time scale because like I'd like to sort of Love my child unconditionally today and see positive fruit tomorrow. Um, but the reality is, is it's going to take, um, it, it takes longer than that. And I think for me, that's where, that's where faith comes in, is that sort of, I just go, okay, God, you've given us these principles in your word. Um, I'm going to live by these principles and I'm going to um, hope and pray that, you know, I'm going to see the fruit and in a few years' time. And in fairness, um, I can actually really start to see um, some really good fruit. Um, you know, with with my daughter, I can see a real live faith there. And with my son, um, there's a phrase, um, the glory of God is man fully alive. And I remember sort of sitting and watching him once in his grandfather's workshop, and my my son has kind of ADD, ADHD, and dyslexia, so he is often all over the place. But in this in this workshop, just working at this lathe, he was so focused and just so in the moment, and it was it was just this thing of kind of like. I was standing on holy ground to see somebody in in their gift and who God had called them to be, and so in the in the negative parenting interactions that we have um, on a, on a regular basis, I I always try and hold on to those 
to those glimpses of kind of, um, I guess, redeemed redeemed children and, and the things that are going to be of a, eternal significance in their lives. So cool, Paul. That's great. Hey, well, just lastly, guys, um, how... Well, what are some ways in which being a dad has maybe helped you grow in your understanding of who God is as our heavenly father and how we interact with him? Paul, do you want to? Yeah, um, this, this one was really quite powerful for me because um, a few, probably about, yeah, 18 months after the kids came to us, I was having a strongly negative parenting interaction with one of with one of my children and I was sitting there going if only you understood um, how much I love you and if only you understood how much more I know about the world than what you do and if only you understood what I'm trying to do here is to actually um, I'm motivated by love and for your flourishing and then all of a sudden, I kind of got the sense of like, yeah, Paul, as your father, as your heavenly father, that's what I see, yeah. that's how I see you. Yeah. And it was just this realization that God loves me more than I can comprehend. God knows more than I can comprehend. Wow. And whatever is going on in my life is, 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 is actually him doing it for my flourishing. And the other thing that has really um, been a core thing for me is um, because um, because our, our process is almost like uh, the children have almost been adopted into our family, it's that I've been struck by the power of the metaphor in the New Testament and that because that's how we're not naturally born into God's family. We're always adopted by, by His Spirit, yeah. and and there's these amazing words that God speaks over Jesus, and Jesus at His baptism, where He says, "You are my Son, whom I love dearly, and you bring me great joy." And then you go to the end of kind of um, chapter eight of um, Romans, where it says, "The Spirit of God in us is the Spirit of adoption, by which we cry, Abba, Father." And that, and then you realise that those words that are spoken over Jesus, is, over Jesus at his baptism, those are the words that God speaks yeah. over us. Yeah. So yeah, so that's been the, I guess, the two most powerful revelations from being a dad. So cool, Paul. It's great, man. Uh, if I just could add a little bit uh, about the last question, I lost my voice a little bit there, but. Um, <clears throat> Being a role model means that we we got to live out our faith. Um, that practically means we got to get into the Word of God and pray for ourselves to live it out. Otherwise, you know, the children will not listen to our words, but they will copy our actions, and so that's kind of important to me. Uh, but regarding this question, um, so I've been a dad for 22 years now, and I think in some small measure. I do understand the heart of God for his children. So is it not true that when our, our children sort of exper experience setbacks, uh, maybe due to some dumb decisions, decisions that they've made, or even when they struggle emotionally uh, due to no fault of their own, it's at that time that our heart actually yearns for relief for them. You know, we, we wanted to do 
everything within our power to help them to ease their pain. And I think that's how God actually treats us. Um, uh, so whether we are on the mountaintops or down in the valleys, his love for us is constant. So, um, yeah, it's, that's why, you know, Scripture says that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So I'm thankful for that, for that aspect of God. Awesome, man. Thank you. Sorry, what was the question again, Phil? <laughs> it's for the congregation. To <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just for the, what for we're the answering, people, of course. People. Um, just how has uh, being a dad maybe um, expanded your appreciation of who God is and how he treats us as our Heavenly Father? Right, did, did you get that? Did you get that? That's good. <laughs> I, th- I think my appreciation of, of, of the Father increases every now and then when, when I just see something happening. Uh, with one of my kids, whether it, I'll just use an example, I might see somebody on the other side of church uh, talking to somebody, and it makes me happy, mm-hmm. and and I think if that makes me happy, how does it make God happy? Yeah. And because I'm their father, but at the end of the day, God is our father, yeah, yeah. and he looks down at us, and he smiles, yeah. he sees those things which we're doing in his name, and he sees those things which we're doing to further his kingdom, and we don't necessarily see it ourselves when we're doing it. But when we see somebody else doing it, whether it's somebody else or one of our kids, we get an appreciation of God just yeah. smiling. Yeah. And when you get a, an appreciation of God smiling, man, it just blows you away. Yeah. Um, because it's not about me, and, and it's about God. And God gave everything he had. He gave his most precious son so that we may come to know him. Would we be willing to do that? You know, But yet that's what he's done for us. And... So we, we, we know how hard it would be for us. Um, so we know how hard it would be for God, and we fully appreciate that. So good. Thanks, Dave. Uh, um, Do you want me to repeat the question? <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, much like these guys have said, um, the love that you have for your kids. Yeah, everyone tells you before you're a parent that you love them, so, you love your kids so much, and um, like you kind of get it, but you kind of don't. Um, and yeah, just how, how much your love grows as well. Um, like when they're born, you love them a bit, but then... <laughs> look, my kids are out there, so it's all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just that, just that steadily grows and grows. And um, yeah, then you realise that God loves you infinitely more than that. And um, yeah, it, it just makes those verses in the Bible really stick more. Like, like the one that you shared with um, the before the, um, you wouldn't give your child a snake if, if they asked for a fish or a stone if they asked for bread. Um, yeah, just you want so much good things for your kids um, and then realizing once again that God infinitely wants more for you than you want for your kids. And um, yeah, just, yeah makes that click a whole lot more than before you're a parent. Yeah, absolutely, eh? So great, guys. Hey, I um, just want to thank you so much. Just some really um, profound insights, again, out of experience, lived experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But just honour each one of you. Thank you so much um, for the role that you do in your families. Um, we love having you as part of our church family. Church, put your hands together, please, for our <laughs> wonderful dads. Thanks, guys.